Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. When you think of prisoners working inside of a jail, what comes to mind? Prisoners cooking, mopping floors, folding clothes. Yes, all of those ring true, but now you can add one more duty to the roster. Training artificial intelligence algorithms. Yes, (laughs) I'll explain after this. I have a question for talent acquisition managers. How many jobs do you advertise a year? 100, 500, 10,000 or more? If so, let me give you a tip on how to maximize your job advertising budget. And that tip, well, is Click IQ. Click IQ's automated job advertising platform manages, tracks, and optimizes the performance of your job advertising in real time, focusing your money where it's needed most to reach both active and passive job seekers across Indeed, Google, Facebook, Instagram, and an extensive network of job boards. So, Talent acquisition managers, if you want to make sure you are getting the most value out of your job advertising budget, I highly suggest you check out ClickIQ online at www.clickiq.us. That's www.clickiq.us. Or you can email me directly. My email is jim at clickiq.us. That's right. I was so impressed by the technology behind ClickIQ that I joined the company. I think you will be impressed as well. Again, on the web, www.clickiq.us or email me directly, jim at clickiq.us. You'll be glad you did. The startup company, They Knew, is building a comprehensive database of companies around the world that help businesses find contractors to work with. To accomplish that aim, they need a lot of data analyzed and classified, and that's where prison labor comes in. Prisoners read through hundreds of thousands of business articles scraped from the Internet and label whether, for example, an article is about Apple, the tech company, or a fruit company that has Apple in the name. This labeled data is then used to train an algorithm that manages the database. The partnership between Venu and two prisons, one in Helsinki and one in Turku, was a happy accident. Thomas Rasila, the founder of Venu, was brainstorming ways to process more data for his AI when the thought occurred to him that he could use prison labor. The Venu offices happened to be in the same building as the headquarters of the Criminal Sanctions Agency, the government agency that oversees Finnish prisons. I learned about Venu from an article I read in The Verge. Uh, the title of the article was Inmates in Finland are Training AI as Part of Prison Labor. Here's a quote from that article. Quote, Officials at the agency were excited to partner, according to Rasila, especially because the new jobs don't require anything other than a laptop. There's no risk for violence, he says. Adding that when it comes to other forms of prison labor like metal shifting, access to tools that can be turned into makeshift weapons, can make a prison workspace a dangerous place. Rasila estimates that currently a little less than 100 prisoners are working on Venu's project for a few hours a day. Right now, Venu and the CSA have an annual contract based on the number of tasks. 
The Venu team hopes to expand elsewhere in Finland and other countries where it can be hard to find people willing to do this type of work in local languages. To them, it's a win-win situation. One motivation for their inmates is to make money, of course, but a selling point of this was that the demand for training AI is actually increasing significantly globally, Rasila says. End quote. This idea of using prison labor for profit is highly controversial. Some say that prisoners are exploited, uh, mostly because they're making between $0 and $2 hourly for their work. In some cases, time is taken off of their sentence in exchange for their labor. Depending on who you ask, this is a good thing, uh, while to others, it's modern-day slavery. I can't think of a better case study to see both sides than the fashion industry. Take the case of Carcel, a Danish brand founded in 2016 specifically to provide incarcerated women with jobs, training, and possibly a crime-free future. On any given day, prisoners at a women's penitentiary center in Peru serving long sentences, predominantly for drug-related crimes, as well as murder, human trafficking, and robbery. Well, they are weaving and knitting luxurious alpaca wool sweaters, deep pile roll necks, and silky soft track pants destined to be sold to wealthy shoppers. More than two years into the program, both Carcel's founders and the Peruvian prison authorities say the project has been a measurable success. However, there are some on social media uh, with a different view. Carcel introduced a new line of silk garments produced from women's jails in Thailand. On Twitter, a company spokesman said, quote, We are proud of the work we do and the women we employ. We work in prisons to give women the opportunity to earn and provide for their families. We believe in fair and equal employment rights inside as well as outside of prison, which means that employment is chosen freely, living wages are paid, and no discrimination is practiced. These conditions have to be in place for us to work with any prison, end quote. Well, to that, uh, several people on Twitter responded. Here are just some of their quotes. Uh, one person said, your sustainable business model includes the need for women to be in prisons. Someone else said, if you make any profit, that is money from slavery. Someone else, you work in prisons? Actually, the prisoners work because it means labor is cheap and controllable. This gives you greater profit margins for your overpriced rags. Hmm. Someone else said, you're going straight to hell. And the comments continue to <laughs> slip even lower uh, than that. Carcel is not the only company selling clothes made by inmates. There is Prison Blues in the USA and Pieta, which, like Carcel, is in Peru. All claim they can create a profitable and sustainable business model while also providing new jobs and opportunities for prisoners. In the case of Pieta, uh, inmates don't just make the clothes, they also contribute to the designs, act as models for advertising campaigns, and are paid a portion of the sale price for each unit of clothing they produce. Upon release, 
Former inmates can continue working with Pieda or seek jobs at other companies with Pieda's recommendation and support. So is using prison labor exploitive or is it a tool for rehabilitation? I wanted to know what a prisoner who worked at a jail had to say just for some insight from their perspective. I did some research and found this article from the Los Angeles Times called, quote, think prison labor is a form of slavery? Think again, end quote. Here are some quotes from that article written by a former prisoner. My prison job made me feel like I was fulfilling my existential duty to society. I was contributing. It doesn't surprise me that prison work assignments are credited with reducing recidivism. Any change for good that happened within me while I was incarcerated grew out of my job. If I feel that way about my time making chicken a la king, an inmate who's saving lives fighting fires must feel it 10 times over. Some call prison labor the new Jim Crow because of the outsized number of black and brown inmates in the U.S. prison. It is a facile charge and worse, it may be keeping progressive companies away from prison projects. Socially conscious businesses and agencies are likely to pay inmates higher wages, train them for better jobs, and do more to prepare them for life after prison if those companies aren't scared away by vociferous critics of prison labor. And here's one more quote from an article. Whole Foods used to sell goat cheese made from milk produced on a prison farm in Colorado. We felt supporting suppliers who found a way to be part of paid rehabilitative work being done by inmates would help people get back on their feet and eventually become contributing members of society, a company spokesman for Whole Foods said. Whole Foods ended the program in 2015 after consumer protests I can only assume came from people who've never been incarcerated. Anyone who's done time wouldn't deny a fellow prisoner that kind of lifeline. You know, I like the idea of prisoners learning a new skill and working as it supports the notion that once they are released, they will not return to a life of crime, but become a productive member of society. At least that's what I think. I want to hear what you have to say. Leave me a comment. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. 
Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.